four. Barely graduated, I might add, almost flunking Algebra two, had it not been for the tutoring of her younger sister, thank you, although Mom would say Juliet had never been a regular girl. The driver's side door opened, and that's when Hayden got out. I thought he was having a nice stretch before he got back in and went home, a friend doing a friend favor, maybe. He was about twenty-three or four, tall, with easy, tousled brown hair. He wore Levi's with a tucked-in white T-shirt, and his jeans had a big wet spot on the leg. Spilled coffee was my guess, which he was blotting with napkins. And then he looked up at us, or at me, because Mom didn't even notice him. Usually, I was the invisible one in any group, but he was invisible along with me then. Mom was clutching Juliet to her and then holding her away again so that Juliet's fiery eyes could meet Mom's blazing ones. So his eyes met only mine, and mine his. And right then, my heart shifted, the way it does when something unexpected begins. There are those moments, probably few in a life, where before and after split off from each other forevermore in your mind. That was one of those moments although I wouldn't realize it for a long time afterward. I saw something very simple and clear there, in his eyes. That was the thing. Honesty. But with the kind of hope that was just this side of heartbreak. He smiled at me, went around to the back of the truck. I guess anyone would have noticed the way he looked in those jeans. Of course I did. In the open pickup bed, there was a big dog waiting to be let out. He was the sort of large, energetic dog that made Mom nervous. A sudden dog, and Mom didn't like sudden things. She mistrusted squirrels and birds and men and anything that had the capacity to surprise. If she ever got a dog, she'd say, it was going to be one of those white and fluffy ones, like Ginger, the Martinelli's dog, who looked the same as the slippers Mrs. Martinelli wore when she went to get the mail. You could put a dog like that into your purse, like a lipstick, and take it anywhere you wanted it to go. Like women did in New York or Paris. A lipstick with a heartbeat that might pee on your checkbook, in my opinion. But this was Mom's dream, not mine. I liked a dog you could lean against. The dog jumped down and made a galloping leap toward Mom. And the guy in the Levi's lunged for his collar and said, Zeus! in a way that was both emphatic and desperate. Zeus, it would turn out, was actually a very well-trained dog. He'd do anything for Hayden. Zeus would look at Hayden in the complete and adoring way you privately wished and wished and wished that someone someday might look at you. But Hayden was a good dog father and knew his boy's limits. Meeting new people turned Zeus into a toddler in the toy aisle, with the kind of joy and want that turned into manic jumping. Zeus leaped up on Mom, who was horrified to be suddenly looking at him eye to eye, and she held him off with a palm to his tan furry chest. She looked down at her clothes, as if he might have made her muddy, although the ground was dry and she was only in her old cargo pants and a tank top, her hair in a sort of bun stuck up with a pair of chopsticks. It was then that Mom realized that Juliet had not descended alone from the heavens. 
she looked surprised at the unexpected visitors and the facts in front of her. This truck, not Juliet's ancient Fiat convertible. This lanky, excited dog. This lanky, somewhat tousled and tangled guy grabbing his collar. And that's when we saw it. We both did, at the same moment. It caught the sun, so shiny and new was the gold. A wedding band, on the guy's finger. We both did the same thing next, Mom and me. We looked at Juliet's left hand. And yes, there was one there too. That same gold band. My mother put her hand to her chest. I heard her gasp. And then she breathed out those two words, the ones I was feeling right then, too. That multi-purpose, universal expression of shock and despair.